another episode of Hey Alexa. Today I have Abby Lorene, a motivational speaker and author. She co-wrote My Walk, My Way, an advocate for child health care. She's also an advocate for domestic violence and, and for women and children who are victims of abuse. And she's also a chronic pain warrior. She's done a little bit of everything and she's so awesome. And I'm excited to really get to know her and for you guys to hear her story. Hey, Abby, how are you? I am great. Great today. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad to have you on. And I'm so excited just for like everyone to get to hear your story and like where you come from and where you are not today. Right, right. So I want to start from the beginning, where you came, how you came to be the motivational speaker and how you came to write your, the My Walk, My Way. Tell us a little bit about it. Okay, um, so... Wow. It has been a really quick journey, actually. And uh, truthfully, I feel like I was super blessed and it kind of just fell in my lap. So after my battle with pulmonary embolism and waking up, you know, a week later, realizing um, how blessed I was to even be alive still and the doctors continue to tell me that on a consistent basis. I just like had this epiphany that like every day has to be lived. Like it's your last day and that you have to make the most out of every moment. And in, in that specific time, I was in the middle of moving. I got to my new house. We got everything settled in. I couldn't really do a lot of moving because I was recovering from the pulmonary embolism. And I walked by my daughter's room and she was talking to her girlfriend in her room and she like turned to the side and said, Ugh, do I look fat in this? And that's where my chapter starts. Um, where I basically saw her and like the exact words that came out of her mouth was like a stab to my heart because it's the exact words I have said so many times. And I guess when you go through so many medical things and um, you you really like get this end of life feeling, I guess, of like life could end at any moment. You just start thinking about like, what is truly important? What is important right now? And what's important for me at that moment was making sure my daughters knew that they should not waste a second thinking that they were not good enough, that they weren't more, they weren't uh, beautiful that I didn't want them to compare themselves. I didn't want them to have to just specifically live up to society's expectations for women and what we're supposed to look like, you know, the status quo. And so like, I've always been somebody who's pushed against the green and I've always taught my daughters, especially my oldest, who's super shy. Um, like it is okay to be a lioness and to roar loud and to make waves in the right situations and to question the status quo. You do not have to stay there just because other people are there. And it kind of went from that to like, it just sinking right into my heart of like, I got to make some kind of real change right now. Yeah. And because of my physical you know, situation, I could no longer physically work um, and, and handle that. So I wrote, um, started to write about my journey with Ehlers-Downros. I had made a Facebook page and I wrote a top five bucket list of what I wanted to do and what I want to accomplish 
And like, I wanted to go back into my mind as a child and think about what did I want to do? So my number one thing on my list was to become an author. I always loved to write, but I just never thought that I would be capable or that that was obtainable or that was too much for a girl who came from a life like mine. So then I went online on Facebook, just killing time before I'm about to go fishing. And this viral quiz went on uh, my newsfeed. I clicked on it. It's called the endotype formula. I clicked on it. It only asked me five questions and they were pretty long questions. They really had to think about, yeah. but it was really impressive because I got to the end of it and it sent me my results or my email. And I was like, what? It was like four paragraphs long and it was me to a T. I mean, all the way down to who I was. I was like, that was creepy. How did it know that? And it actually would tell, it tells you, you know, these are your strengths and these are your weaknesses and this is how you're going to be able to change yourself. So it got those results. And then I got an email that said, we are taking submissions for uh, an author to be in a book about this specific type. We are waiting for one more author um, and we're in the middle of a project of writing right now. And if you ever have dreamed about being an author, please send in a, you know, a couple paragraph submission. So I thought, well, you know, I got nothing better to do. I'll just write something real quick. And I did. I mean, I wrote it in like five minutes. I submitted it, jumped on a four-wheeler, went fishing. Before I got back home, I heard my phone ding. And then when I got into my driveway, I pulled it up and it was an email with a contract. And I was like, what? Like I needed to make sure this was real and legit. And I, I ended up finding out it was real and legit. And basically I signed that contract that night and my dreams came true like that overnight. That's amazing. And I wrote my entire, like seriously, like so amazing. And, And I actually remember like thinking in my head, like, wow, everything is just piecing itself together. The universe has like put all this stuff perfectly right in the right spot. And this is like my sign. You can do it, Abby. Do it. You can do it. And, you know, honestly, um, it's just one of those really surreal things that I never expected it to turn out to be the way that it is as of today. I just thought, you know, this will be a long journey and, you know, it's just little on me. No one's going to care. Um, and I actually came in at the very end of this writing project. So I had to write all of my stuff in less than three months. Um, most people write a book and it takes years. The entire project they, from start to finish was only six months for them. So they had a fast timeline and then I took half of that timeline. And in the process, I had some very serious situations happen that kept creating more issues. But that being said, um, my, my daughter, I, my daughters were like in the forefront of my mind of like, I need to leave something for them that reminds them if, and when I am no longer here, because there's one thing guaranteed in life and that's death. Yeah. And as, as morbid as that sounds to other people who don't deal with medical conditions or, you know, just don't want to think about those things. It's something I've seen happen my whole life working throughout, you know, a healthcare field. And it's also something that I realize in my own life that 
you know, tomorrow could be the last day. So I need to make every day count and leave something for my daughters that remind them that they are beautiful, that they're loved, that they're cared for, and that they are perfect in just the way that they are, however they choose to be. I think that's amazing. I think that is such a strong and powerful message. And I think it's so cool that you got to do this and put it in a book mm -hmm. for so many other women, even men, to be able mm -hmm. to do this and see the different ways. Can you tell us a little bit about the book? Like what the book's mainly about and... Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the book is actually written all together by 11 authors. Most of those authors are had already been authors. A few had not, um, but they were already working on projects. Um, and so truthfully, I'm, I think I'm really the only one who's never like really went for that. Um, I wrote a lot of things, but that were like unpublished or, you know, to the newspaper or to the state legislator or something like right. that, you know, like not something where I became the forefront of attention. Um, and that wasn't, I mean, really that wasn't my intentions, but that's just kind of how it all played out. Um, so the book is, here's the best way to describe it. Um, you can go to mywalkmyway.com. And Laura Holman, who's the creator of the endotype formula, she's amazing, by the way. Um, she and her really good friend, Angela Witzak. So Angela is was my friend in person in the same. So she and I live close to each other. I did not actually realize that they were that they were friends or that they were writing together. It just all like like I said, all just coincidentally worked itself out. Um, so they came with this idea to write this. And then they decided that they wanted to bring in other women's perspectives because they felt like the, there were so many women and stories that needed to be told so that we can all see that we all struggle really with the same thing. We just don't think that, right? Um, so it's an epidemic plaguing women. It's name, comparison. Mom shaming, body shaming, anti-aging, obsessions i can't believe he's with her why did he say uh why did she say for so long um why can't i be more like her why can't i be as pretty as her so basically the book takes you on a journey of all of these authors and these women who discovered that their life was really waiting for them once they chose to do life their own way and not really follow society's expectations or a guru so for instance anyone who's truly listening to me I don't expect anyone to take my advice and think that it works perfect for their life. I hope that I am only able to give hope and um, different insight and perspective to women and, and youth um, so that it, it adds something positive to their life. But at the end of the day, the way that I'm doing things does not mean it's going to work perfectly for any other woman and nor should she have to follow my path. That's what a lot of people a lot of these books, um, motivational speakers, people get so wrapped up in self-help things that we start to think, okay, this is what we have to do in order. We got to mimic these things in order to, to, to live full, to have this, to have that. But uh, what I'm saying to you and what all these other women are saying to you is, girl, do you. 
do life your way because at the end of the day, it's your life and you have to do what works for you. Just take in the, the positive good things that, that are little pieces that work for you and the rest of it, do it the way that works for you and don't feel guilty about that. Yes, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, that is so important. And so, and that's because who wants to be like somebody else? Right. And we're not supposed to be like everybody else. And that's what I think of us are supposed to be different. That's how we were made. And that's how we're intended. Yes, absolutely. And I totally agree with that. And I think that is a message that women, mothers, I, I write basically in my chapter, kind of an open letter to, to daughters, because as a woman, we're all daughters. So the book is geared more towards women, but that does talk about some stuff that have to do with men also my chapters geared more towards um, preteen, teen, youth, because my chapters, chapter nine, generations of impact. So I'm trying to leave a generational impact and I'm doing this alongside my daughters um, who will, you know, be a part of this journey and have been a part of this journey with me since I've been writing um, where I want to raise up daughters who are hopefully, you know, strong and powerful and even if some of them are shy um but like i want to teach them all the knowledge that i have right now even if they don't utilize it right this second right because they'll need it at some point and right gonna, exactly the back of their head they'll always have it right so i'm like, like planting little seeds for all the youth like people did in my life when i was a, a youth so that's actually the motivational speaking part comes from uh somebody who came to my school while um i was pregnant so in my chapter i speak about that i'm a teenage pregnancy and um, i was only 15 and when i got pregnant and at 16 years old this motivational speaker came and i actually hid my pregnancy from my classmates all the way up until the last two months and yeah and wow yes um and I, I moved a lot. So I, I went from one school to the next to the next to the next. Um, and this motivational speaker basically saved my life because I was struggling tremendously with depression and suicidal thoughts. And as a 16 year old girl who had not lived the best life, um, I had struggled tremendously with depression and self-harm. And that was how I dealt with my feelings. It was the only thing I really had control over in my life. So I know that it's a little bit taboo to talk about self-harm and suicidal thoughts, but somebody has to talk about it because when people be don't, taboo because you need right. awareness. You need people to feel comfortable and feel safe to come out and get that help. Mm-hmm. And that's what that motivational speaker did for me. He spoke of his son's suicide and he actually had an email and I was um, emailing this man for years, I want to say like 10 years, um, I lost contact with him at some point in the middle of my 20, like 25 or so. But he was somebody that I updated about my life all the time. And when I was struggling and I was too scared to tell anyone about it, um, I would message him and he just, like his, his speech coming to our high school, I feel like saved my life. And it really has a lot to do with why I specifically wanted to go into motivational speaking um i don't have like specific training for that but i can tell you i have a lot of life experience that is that um 
you know, and it's, it's the writing aspect is just another tool that I used because I wanted something that would be forever for my daughters to have and for youth to have and for, you know, fathers to even have, because listening to this and, and seeing, I actually have a lot of men who have been buying the book <laughs> a lot and saying like, this will help me with my teenage daughter, or I want to read it and then give it to my teenage daughter, yeah. or I want to give this to my niece or, you know, like they see the value in it, which blew my mind. Cause sometimes I, sometimes I think men are a little bit ornery and, you know, not as mature as us, but I, <laughs> I say that because I really didn't think that men would take to it as much as they have. And really they've, they've been kind of almost my biggest supporters personally. Um, and I think that's really awesome. And I think that it's great that people want to see that change and want to see people like truly happy on the inside, exuding it to the outside. That is a lot to do with my chapter is internally fixing the messiness that's going on, or at least trying to, and, and working through that so that you have the capability to just like live in peace and not waste so much energy on the things that really at the end of the day don't matter yeah and i think too what's so important is we don't realize is there's actually a lot more good people in this world but we mm -hmm. only hear about the bad mm -hmm. especially when it comes to men or we always hear about these situations well we don't hear about the good like with the, the men right or their daughter or their niece or whoever it may yep. be yeah, you're absolutely right. We have stories like this, and that's kind of where this pod, like, why I want a podcast like this, is because to share people's stories of any kind. Because we all right. have and we all mm -hmm. need that platform to speak. I feel like this is the the way that the world has gone right now with, with podcasts, yeah. right? So I have been talking about one forever, and um, I just. You know, I've, I had other things that were in the forefront, you know, going on in my life that I needed to take care of. Um, all my kids coming down with COVID was, you know, that that was a whole process. But um, literally, it was like one by one, they all dropped like flies. But, you know, just, I think this is awesome. This was the only good thing. Like, COVID is terrible, right? Yeah. But it has brought people so much closer in certain sense in a certain sense so yeah. yes should we should we have personal interactions with people absolutely but at the end of the day these podcasts like all, there's so many popping up right i am excited about the ones that are showing the diversity showing that we actually all at some point have something that's relatable with each other so yeah. in this book that was the biggest thing is i read I read the whole book, you know, like when it, when we went to submit it, so they sent it to us and I printed it out on my printer. I actually don't even have any books because I ordered so many and then Amazon is being like, we've hit huge goals already. Wow. Like, like when I say this, we went pre-sale um, early and not on purpose. It just happened that way. And I was on a, a video with, um, Laura Holman and she was like oh my gosh it is live right now and I'm like what no 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 I'm not ready yet like I have so many things to do and she's like no no girl it's ready it's gone it's on sale right now I'm like what 
Um, super exciting. So in pre-sales, we went uh, bestseller, new release, and three different, four different categories. It was crazy. And then as soon as we went live for sales, which was January 3rd, so not even two weeks ago, as of last night at our book launch, um, and from what I understand, we're just at a thousand books sold on Amazon. So what most people don't understand is when you write a book like this, a, um, so let me see, nonfiction books don't necessarily uh, sell quickly. Yeah. So, so fiction tends to uh, sell out like crazy. People, you know, love that. So for somebody to do it the way that we did, like it's unprecedented. It's unheard of. It's just, it's crazy that it just has taken off so well and it's a blessing. So that being said, like what I saw and what I've been able to, to see as I read through all these chapters really was that all of us spoke about different things, but honestly, for almost every single one of those chapters of what each woman talked about, I have experienced the exact same thing in a different way. So yeah. basically the same relatable, I can still relate to each one of them. And like, I have, I have a lot of life experience, um, but I can relate to each one of them and pull parts of it. And I actually think that's really cool to be able to see that this person is totally different than me. From in my and the world's perspective, maybe in my perspective, but really, we do actually have something in common. So we each have something in common, and it almost like gives you this mutual respect that everybody is different, but at the same time, we're all human, and we all can connect on some level, and, and compassion and kindness. It like just it goes such a long way of being able to understand that we are relatable, um, and that we we all do really struggle with some of the same things. So like you doing this is awesome because it will show that. So as you progress through all of this, it will show people that, wow, okay, I can relate to this person's situation, you know? And, and I feel like it just kind of brings people closer together in that sense. No, I agree. And I think that's actually a really great place to go to our next segment because I just love everything you had to say. And I think it's such a cool way to like end with a pop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our last segment is, it's actually a fun little game we like to play. Um, it's rapid fire to kind of get to know you. Okay. And out about you. So your favorite drink. Uh, sweet tea girl all day, every day. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite TV show or movie? Oh. Hmm. Yeah, I do. New Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. I, I've watched a little bit of it, but it looks really good. I haven't like watched the full thing, but it looks good. Oh my god! If you haven't watched the whole thing, you gotta watch it, girl. Like Max, the guy, the main character in there. Like I relate to him because he is always trying to like fix everything, yeah. and I'm a fixer, and I want to help everybody. And that's <laughs> what I wrote about too. Was like that I have to take care of myself, and somehow I always tend to seek out those who need something not you know not that they're being selfish and trying to use me but i'm always helping people and um i forget to i burn out and forget to take care of myself um so max kind of reminds me of that so i just kind of really relate to him and it's a healthcare and i used to work in healthcare yeah. so yeah and it's very exactly. very diverse it's a very diverse show yeah 
Um, what would advice would you give to your younger self? <laughs> Lord. Mm. My advice to myself, my younger years. Oof. I would give myself the advice of you're worthy. That That is really the biggest takeaway from my entire chapter is you're worthy and you're loved. You're worthy and you're loved. And if you can keep telling yourself that you, and keep saying it every day as an affirmation uh, whatever you when you think and believe and feel that you're worthy and you're loved nothing else really matters on the outside you start doing what makes you happy and what fulfills you without guilt without thinking yeah yeah yes. i couldn't have picked any better advice <laughs> um describe yourself in five words Mm. <laughs> well, five words. Okay, let's see. I would say I am loving. I am compassionate. I am freaking fierce. We'll, we'll count that as one word. Um, I am powerful. I'm a warrior. Yes. I would have probably picked all those for you too, from getting to know you <laughs> during this last hour. But, and then what does success mean for you? Ooh. Success for me, specifically right now, would be my greatest uh, joy and, and desire for success out of what's going on in my life right now would be that my chapter or the words and knowledge that I share with young women like success to me would be that some random girl including uh, obviously I love my children um but, you know, somebody other than my own children who I know will be like their mom, you know, that it, it truly impacts them. And to a point that they say, like, just those two things of like, you're worthy and you're loved changed everything on the inside into the outside and did exactly what I want, which is generational impact for them to take that as a young woman, even as a mother right now as a daughter right now, as an aunt, as a, you know, a sister and like them taking that in has a cascade effect. That's the whole point of this is there is a generational impact and there's a cascade effect to everything. So once we start really believing that within ourselves, it's like people around you see that light. They see that hope. They see that joy. They see that you're not cocky. You're confident that you you are embracing all the things about you that make you unique or different, and but you're able to like spread that around you, kind of like glitter where you just leave little pieces 
all over and like it gets stuck even if only three pieces are stuck on that girl's hand over there and maybe eight pieces on this girl over here you're like leaving these little pieces and each one's going to get to pick that up so to kind of see that happen would be the most successful thing for me to feel like I actually did something that meant something and changed you know somebody's life and not and not me getting any kind of that glory for that because I don't want that just right. for somebody to be able to like, leave, like yeah, for words. them. To, right. I did the hard work to get to where I'm at. So I deserve, I know that I did that for myself, for them to believe that they did it for themselves. That is a hundred percent success for me. That's great. That's amazing. Well, mm -hmm. thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and sharing about the book and your advice and your wisdom. Where can my listeners find you? Okay, so um, behind the times on everything, because, you know, I have four kids, so I'm super busy. Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Abby Lorene. So it's A-B-B-I-E-L-O-R-E-N-E. -E. I am also on Instagram. Um, and I will do a shout out that I'm not a fan of Instagram just because everything seems very unattainable on Instagram. So I'm that girl that's like, let's find a way to tell people that it is super cool if you don't look like this picture perfect. Okay. So I'm just putting that out there. Um, I, truly, I am. I, I'm not a huge fan of that just because I feel like it puts out a, a perfect persona. So one of these days I'm going to roll out of bed and take a picture of myself looking like a hot mess and be like, girl, this is what girls look like. Sometimes we don't look perfectly put together and that's the way life is. It ain't perfectly put together. <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram at mywalktoday.abbylorene. So just spelled A-B-B-I-E-L-O-R-E-N. So mywalktoday.abbylorene.com. Oh, sorry. Mywalktoday.abbylorene. And I do have a website that'll that is on some of these profiles. So you'll be able to see that. Um, and really I check my email usually once a day and emailing me is really the best way to get a hold of me because I, I do get flooded with a lot of messages. I cannot keep up. <laughs> um, that's something I'm finding out very quickly. Um, so my email is missauthorabby at gmail.com. So in between each word is a dot. So miss.author.abby. And I will have everything in the description below. Thank you for another episode of Hey Alexa, and I will see you guys next time. Bye. Ooh.